Robert Sapp here. Welcome to the podcast. Today, if I have to title this podcast anything, it would be called Fire in My Bones. It's taken from Jeremiah 20, starting with verse 7. O Lord, thou hast deceived me, and I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I, and hast prevailed. I am in derision daily. Everyone mocketh me. For since I spake, I cried out, I cried violence and spoil, because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me, and a derision daily. Then I said, I will not make mention of him, nor speak any more in his name, but his word was in mine heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I was weary with forbearing, and I could not stay. For I had heard the defaming of many, fear on every side. Report, they say, and we will report it. All my familiars watch for my halting, saying, Peradventure, he will be enticed, and we shall prevail against him, and we shall take our revenge on him. But the Lord is with me as a mighty terrible one. Therefore my persecutors shall stumble, and they shall not prevail. They shall be greatly ashamed, for they shall not prosper. Their everlasting confusion shall never be forgotten. Each one of us has a testimony. Each one of us has got a witness. Each one of us has got a story to tell. Whether you agree with that or not, it's the truth. Each one of us. And God has given us each a talent. Some more than one talent, but each of us has at least one talent. What are you doing with it? What are you doing with your story? What are you doing with your witness? What are you doing with your testimony? Are you keeping it shut up inside of you? so that the world doesn't know you're a Christian because you're afraid that you'll be persecuted, that you'll be made fun of, that you'll be mocked. And I've got news for you. They're going to do that anyway. No matter how you do it, how you hide it, how you conceal it, you can't keep God under a bushel. It will come out. And when it does... It's usually through words or actions. But when it comes out, people will take notice. People will then start looking at you, yes, differently. Some will close the door in your face, and some will tell you you're crazy believing in this fable, this fairy tale. That's to be expected. They did the same to Christ. What makes us think that we'd be any different? They called him a lunatic and a heretic and son of the devil what makes us think that we won't get picked on and kidded mocked and said that we're crazy if you're a true Christian you can't contain it you can't hold it in it'll be burning up inside of you as Jeremiah said like a burning fire shut up in my bones That's what the Word will do for you. The Word be in Christ. That's what the Spirit does. You see, you have a story. You have a testimony. You have a witness. And it's worth telling. 
it's worth shouting it from the rooftops. It's worth whispering it in the, in the secret places. But it's worth it. It's worth the ridicule. It's worth the, the mocking. It's worth the laughing at you. It's worth it. Because you never know who you're going to affect and who you're going to infect. And I'm not talking about infection like a bad thing. Christianity should be more contagious than the coronavirus, but it isn't. We've quarantined ourselves as Christians. We've quarantined ourselves even before the physical quarantine for the coronavirus in March of 2020. Because we're afraid to talk. We're afraid to stand up. Oh my gosh, people might make fun of me. People will think that I'm a lunatic. People will think that I'm holier than thou. We're not holier than anybody. We just know what God's done for us. We know what Jesus died on the cross to save us from because we lived that torment. We lived that hell. You've got to tell people. You've got to show them in your actions and in your words and in your deeds. You've got to. That's part of being a Christian. That's the biggest part of being a Christian. You may never be able to hand somebody a, a new house or a new car or a million dollars or whatever. You may never be able to go and, you know, preach to thousands or tens of thousands. You may never be able to preach to more than three or four. But your testimony, your witness, that's your preaching. That's your story. And I, I keep calling it a story. It's, it's not a fable. It's a historical fact. It's a non-fiction. It's yours. You don't have to embrace it as, oh, you loved it and where you came from and all, but you have to embrace the story. You have to embrace the history. We each have a past. Some of us are stuck in it. Some of us are still living it. And then there's some that the past is behind us. Our future is in front of us. Our focus is on Christ. But we've still got that past. It's still back there. We're just saved from it. But it's still back there. What did God, what did Jesus save you from? Oh, well, you was never on drugs. You was never on alcohol you was never a bad person you never robbed you never stole you never killed you never done any of that stuff well praise God but you probably was prideful you could have been arrogant you could have been pompous you see I never was any of those things except for being prideful and arrogant and pompous and bad temper He's still working on me. He is still working on me. We've got a story. We've got our story. We've got our history to tell. I used to sit and listen to my grandfather speak. I was born on his birthday. And he was 63 years old when I was born. He died when I was 10 years old. I had my grandfather for a whole 10 years. Our birthday's in January. He died in February. 
He had just turned 75. Now, he was 65, I'm sorry, when I was born. Not 63, like I said. He had just turned 75. But I used to sit and listen to him talk and tell the stories. In the mountains where we, where I grew up and came from, we called it spinning a yarn. Oh, he could spin a yarn. Trust me. I used to love to listen to his stories and the stories from his brothers as well. I remember my great uncles. Some of them. I remember sitting and talking to them, sitting on the front porch, listening to them tell their stories. But you know, unfortunately, and I know my great uncles made it, I know my grandfather made it, they accepted the Lord towards the end of their life, but the stories they told me was not revolving around Christ. The stories they told me was stories about when they grew up and how they grew up and things that they done. But they didn't tell me stories about Christ. They didn't tell me this is what God saved me from. I kind of got the picture listening to their stories and how they grew up and how they acted and stuff, what God had saved them from when they were older in life. But this our our testimony, our witness is just as fascinating and it's just as interesting as the stories that was told to that little boy a long time ago. Sitting on the front porch in the mountains of Tennessee. Those witnesses and those testimonies are more important to share. Because you see what you've went through and what you're going through, somebody else is. Or somebody else is about to. And they need to know. That they're not alone. That's another good reason for going to church. Assembling together with like-minded believers. You've got somebody there you can call. And if, if you go to a church and, and you have never. Felt like you could talk to people or call them and have them to pray over you. Perhaps the next prayer you need to pray is about, God, am I at the right church? Because you see, as Christians, we're, we're just a bunch of old bumbling hillbillies and city slickers and rednecks and mountain people and valley kids. We're all just the same. We're just trying to get through this thing together. Lifting each, and each other up. That's what we're here for. Getting closer to God and helping a brother or a sister along the way. A good friend of mine, just her sister passed away just recently and her son had passed away earlier. I called her on the phone and, you know, prayed for her, prayed with her. That's all I could do. But that's all I had to do. See, there are no words to say when someone's facing that. There's no magical words to say at funerals or receiving lines over the phone in letters. There's no magical words. I wish there was. But there's not. 
But people can tell when you're sincere and people can tell when it's heartfelt. And sometimes the best sermons, sometimes the best things to say is nothing. Just sit there and listen. Let them cry on your shoulder. Maybe all they need. That's being a Christian. That's being godly. That's being there for people. Because trust me, if you've not needed somebody, you're probably unsure that you've ever needed anybody. I don't know anyone that's never needed someone. But if you feel like you've never needed anyone, unfortunately you will. You will come to that point in your life where you will need someone. Who better to turn to than a Christian that's going through some of the same mess you're going through, some of the same storms on the sea, same storms of life. You know, we often talk about Peter walking on the water. All of the people in the boat was in the same storm. It was in the same darkness. It was all in the same boat. Peter saw Jesus and he went, bid me to come. And he bid him to come and he walked on the water. Sure, he sank, started to sink later, but the important thing is that he had enough faith to get out of the boat. Do you? When we see Jesus asleep in the boat and the storm's raging and they come to him and said, don't you care that we perish? You forget one thing, that he told them and they forgot the same thing. We're going to the other side. When he said, peace be still, the other go- one of the other gospels says there was many ships there on the sea with them. The storm was stilled for everybody. Tell your story. Somebody may be going through that same storm and they need to know that they're not alone. Don't keep it inside. Don't keep it locked up. But tell your story. If you hold it long enough, it will feel like there's a fire burning inside of you. But you know what happens when you put a fire inside of a sealed can, don't you? Eventually it burns up the oxygen and it goes out. You want more of God? Give him away. You want more of God? Tell more people about him. Don't hold it in. Because eventually you can frustrate the spirit to the point where he's not burning inside of you as much as he used to be. So tell people about him. Witness to people. Talk to people. Don't talk down to them. Don't condescend. But talk to people. Be there to have your shoulders cried on. Be there to pick somebody up that's down. Used to be an old saying. It still is in a lot of places. Kick them when they're down. That's not a Christian attitude. Maybe said as a joke, but it's not a Christian attitude. Somebody makes a mistake, 
Help them correct the mistake. Don't condemn them for it. Help them. Because one of these days, you may be in that same position, and you may be down. Now that the shoe's on the other foot, doesn't feel good to be kicked. So I'm here to say, yes, there is a fire burning inside of us if we are Christians. It's time to let the fire out. Not let it go out, but to let it spread like he wants to spread. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your many blessings, Lord. We ask, Lord, that you'll move and that you'll touch, Lord, that you'll bless as only you can, Lord, that you'll stretch forth your hand wherever this podcast is heard and whenever this podcast is heard, Lord, that you'll touch and that you'll move and that you'll open up ears so that they can hear and hearts so that they can understand. Lord, that you'll move and touch, Lord, and that Lord, that this will be a blessing to someone or more than one. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' sweet and holy name we pray. Amen. Guys, it's not about me. And what I'm about to ask, it's not because of me. I make no money off of this. This is just something, this is part of my ministry. I don't ask for any money, but if you do get a blessing out of this, share it with someone that might get a blessing out of it. Tell them about this podcast, this Bible study podcast. What's it going to hurt? They're not slamming the door in your face. They're not calling you a lunatic. They'll be calling me a lunatic then. And that's okay because I've been called worse. Guys, until we talk again, be careful. Take care of one another. Pray for one another. We'll talk at you soon.